0: Good morning, everybody. How are you doing today? Welcome to this Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? Wednesday morning show. Hopefully, you are doing outstanding. Gotta get on my. It's running a little late this morning. It's kind of like slid into the desk, slid into the spot as (laughs) as soon as I needed to hit go. Makes it more exciting. So, welcome to the Break the Cycle with DSD podcast. I am your host, Dwayne. I'm not a therapist. I'm an individual, much like you, who's been through a tough time, an experience that has uh, nearly broke me to my core. And through all that, I developed some tips and techniques that I use to dig myself out of my own emotional mess that I share with you to help you do the same. Get your life back, minimize the impact of the toxic person that's in your life. And if you have kids, to hit the refresh button and get things back on track. One thing to be careful of is throwing around diagnoses. If you strongly suspect that your ex has a personality disorder as cluster B, be very cautious of saying that. Only a licensed professional can diagnose an individual with a personality disorder. And typically, when we start throwing those terms around without a diagnosis... It ultimately hurts our, your credibility. So just be careful of it. Absolutely learn about it. Learn about the patterns of behavior because that's important. Learn how to undo that and work uh, work around it or within the confines of somebody with that, but just be careful. If you like what I have going on here and you want to support it, uh, consider becoming a channel member you get special badges custom emojis your name listed in the credits and uh, some future upcoming member only events really it uh, doesn't take much there's a couple of tiers on that every little bit helps I appreciate the the hand well like 30 some odd people who have decided to do that it really means a lot and it is incredibly helpful if uh did man did that notification go out today hopefully it did oh, it looks like it did if you want to get the sms text notification just text dsd live to 844-598-0012 844-598-0012 and you'll be included on the list and get a text notification before we go live with the link so you don't ever miss a show and speaking of phone numbers the phone lines are open you can dial in and participate in today's show by dialing 1-424-373-5483, one dsd live So on that, how are you guys doing today? This week seems to be flying by. I do need to make a couple of teeny tiny announcements. Uh, the first one is Chris Godinez is going to be here uh, on Friday, and I'm trying to remember what our topic is. We have a good one. I'm gonna g- give me one second, and I'm gonna try to look that up real quick because uh, I remember when we came up with it, we're like, "Oh, that's a good one." So stand by one. Let me see if I can uh, can I pull it up. There she is. Where's she at? What what did we say? Um, let's see. The topic is. It looks like it's going to be triggers. That's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, something about triggers and how it ties to past trauma that you haven't recovered from. We were both excited about that. Uh, so on that, since that'll be Friday, if you guys have any questions that you would like me to ask that I can pre queue so that if the conversation gets really going and the chat gets hard to, to follow, that I can have that. Put that not in, if you're watching this live, not in the live chat because I'll never see it unless you tag Debbie and she grabs it for me. But I would prefer put it in the comments of this live stream, of this video, of this podcast, and uh, I'll pull them out for that. But that will be Friday, this coming Friday morning. So that that should be exciting. The other thing is I wanted to mention is uh, Dr. Lex Carter's folks reached out to me and asked if I would include a link to their new... Where did I put that? Their new uh, narcissist, narcissist test. And that is in the video description. Oh, that's right. I'm looking at the wrong thing. It's in the video description on YouTube, and it'll be in the show notes when they publish. So if you're not sure if you're dealing with a narcissistic type person, you can head over to there, run through some questions. It'll guide you through some scenarios uh, and ask you some stuff and then tell you potentially what you're dealing with. So check that out. That that seems like an interesting resource. I I may add that into my resources tab on my website, which then also brings me up to another interesting little thing that I've attempted to uh, hold on. I'm going to try to make my notifications go down. And what I ended up doing was just turning them on. That was awesome. Is I've, I've been trying to make some updates to the old website, and as you can see right here, so I've, I'm doing a little different format. I haven't figured out how to add all the stuff onto the, the left side that I used to have, but a little bit cleaner, a little bit better. Hopefully, still have the resources tab, so you can uh, the stuff that I have currently listed is still still there, just packaged in a little bit different way. Um, and for the folks that are not familiar with the podcast, you can get the show notes over on the website, over at slash podcast or up in the title. And you see, I didn't push this before, so, oh no, it's a little bit faster. And it has all the shows up until, uh, I, I thought that I was a web designer way back a few months ago where I did something and I clobbered everything on it and I've been having to manually add them. So the latest shows are in there. The older ones aren't. Uh, however, the older ones are still available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and all the places where you find your favorite podcast. Uh, DC says, uh, Dwayne, will you have Les Carter on your show? You should invite him to talk about his new, new test. He's very knowledgeable. Uh, I'm in discussions on that. Um, it's They seem to be interested on it. Uh, and I think what Anyways, so that's in the works. It would be, a, a, I would enjoy having the, that conversation. He has a wealth of knowledge, and I definitely like like his uh, what he's doing. So, so yeah, maybe potentially. So wait and see. Subscribe and click the the uh, the bell notifications so that uh, you don't miss it if if and when that happens. <laughs> John says, Les Carter is a good guy and knowledgeable. So yeah, he has got a good, he's got a good reputation. He's been around for quite a while. Uh, so, it, you know, it's weird. For some reason, I have a really tough time finding things or I used to. I'm getting better now. But I swear, a few years ago, it, it was actually funny. My, my dad, who's not really a great computer person, could find the most obscure things on, on the internet and YouTube. And for me, it's like I I could just do the I could try not the same search obviously, but every time I would try to search for something, I did not have a, a tremendous amount of success, and it was kind of frustrating. All right, let's see let's see what we got going on in the in the in the uh, in the chat. Um, oh, wait a minute, hold on, I see something. Let's see. Oh, Craig, you need to, we needed, I, Craig says, what's up, Dwayne? God bless DSD. I got sole custody. Thanks for the help. I won the game. Oh, that's right. Cause the last time I, I haven't talked to Craig in a while. And if I remember correctly, a few months ago, he had temporarily basically had primary custody. So now it's finished. Now you're dude. Congratulations, man. I, I need, let's see. I, I don't know which one it is. Is it uh is it this, is it this one? Yes. Yes. All right, Craig, man. Outstanding. Good for you, buddy. Definitely glad to hear that. It's always good to hear success stories. You know, I, I oftentimes I think that we are our own worst enemies in a lot of this. You, you get so wrapped up in all the, the fear and the doubt, and what happens is, is that when you get in that mindset, you start making mistakes. You start, you start having the, the, the situation where it's, it, you all, we almost create our own self-fulfilling prophecy. I was talking about that the other day. And I'm not saying that you, you make it happen, but whenever you're not in the top of your game, it's really easy to make mistakes. It's easy to, to not think clearly enough to make the correct moves. So, anyways, you know I, that's what I think. It's really important. Channels like this, or what I try to do at least, is to 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 give you guys some actionable things you can do to calm your state down, emotional well being, get it better, you know, back on track, and ultimately minimize what a toxic X is trying to get you to do. So on that, I'm going to scroll back down. So I haven't asked this in a while. So for the, for the folks that are early, see, this will be an early thing. Uh, where's everybody from? I know we have people from all over the world. I know there's, I see a lot of regulars, but if, if you guys can just put, you don't, you don't have to put like, you know, super detail, just like if you want to put state, you know, country, I mean don't you don't have to put city or anything like that. Oh, coffee's good. Mr. Skull says, go, Craig. Yes, absolutely. We have we have to celebrate and recognize the victories when they happen. Super important. Super, super important. Hold on, I said. Sec- See, uh, Debbie, moderator Debbie grabbed a question that I didn't see. So let me see if I can find it. Okay, here it is. So the comment was, Dwayne, dentist issue, what type of behavior besides boop, Besides the poke in the eye is that, uh, how would you describe it legally to a judge? Now, I've had some conversations with Tiffany via Discord, the DSD Discord. So, what I'll say on that, and so the the back end story is, if I remember correctly, is she's ordered to have the dental insurance, but because of the situation of their child, he can have supplemental insurance, which would wipe out... All the, all the copays and everything, but the ex refuses to do it. the The problem with a narcissistic toxic person, well, not the problem, one of the list of many, is their ability to interpret things to benefit them. Now you might say that it's like, well, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense, and 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 it doesn't. And that's one of the key things. To remember is a lot of times these people do not make any sense. And in this particular situation, he's like ignoring the fact that uh, about the supplemental insurance and is just using that to say, hey, there's dental appointments, you owe $100. Pardon me. And then Tiffany is basically going in saying, hey, if you did this other insurance, it would cost neither of us anything. And it's, it's, then it's radio silence. It, here's the reality. If the court order doesn't say specifically, hey, you should have both insurance, uh, my guess is that a person is not going, a, a toxic narcissistic person is not going to do it because it's a benefit to you. And these people will typically, you know, cut their own nose off to spite their face. I know that's an old term, but, but it's absolutely true. They don't think rationally. So how do you explain? I mean, the only honestly, if if that's what we're talking about, because the other side of that is whenever there's medical neglect and they're not doing things they're supposed to do, and you can bring that up. Alex Falcone on his channel basically outlines how he was able to accomplish that in his own case, and that was primarily that was the uh, dental neglect was, if I remember correctly, the primary. Incident that he was able to drive home over the course of a few years to ultimately basically terminate the parental rights of his ex. Now, I just want to clarify that because if you hear that, you can be like, oh my God, you know, how do you go from that to that? Well, what happens is a narcissist loves the fight until it starts hurting them and then they start going away. So what happened is, is Alex basically turned the tide, used, you know, used the game of the narcissistic type person against them. And ultimately they just went away because they didn't, they weren't winning. They were losing and they were losing significantly. And they finally just said, I'm out. And then after being out for a while, then he was able to say, Hey, look, you know, this person's you know, Casper, Casper, the friendly ghost, we don't know where they are. They're not involved anymore. They basically just walked away. This is what we want to do. And he was able to do that. And it's been a while since I've talked to him on this story. So I may have overly simplified that. So hopefully Tiffany, that answered your question. Tiffany says uh, DST uh, really needs a location A location map. I was watching this other YouTuber who's a programmer, which I don't have. I used to have those skills, but I don't. And he actually has a thing that processes the comments. So when he says, where is everyone at? It literally maps it on a a map in real time. So when people say California, boop, a little dot pops up. I I, I hope he makes that available because wouldn't that be kind of cool just to have that and have that pop up? So... Oh, you know what? And Tiffany doesn't make another comment, says press that like button. I do want to I just want to pause for a moment and say this. The best way that you can support the channel is subscribe, ring the bell notification, like like the videos when the videos are published, make comments. I mean, even if it's like thanks for the video or whatever, that type of engagement is that really helps the YouTube algorithm. People, YouTubers often talk about, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going towards the algorithm, but really what it is, it's engagement, right? There's not like a formula that if people do certain things, it's like making content that resonates with people that people interact with that people go, Oh, you know what? I like this. I'm going to share this with my friends, which I, I get the sharing this type of stuff is, is complicated because if the people aren't ready for it, it ain't going to help you. So, you know, be careful who you're sharing it with, but, uh, but anyways, so all that stuff helps. So that whenever people, I mean, and that's, that's why other channels, when they say, hit that like button, that's because they, it's, it's a trigger for the algorithm. And the deal is, this is what happens. Just a little, little YouTube lesson. YouTube system sees interaction in a video. And they're like, huh, that's interesting. People are resonating with it. Then what they do is they show the thumbnail to more people. It shows up in search. And then the next thing is I have to do my job right to where the thumbnail is, is interesting enough that someone goes, okay, well, I'm curious what that is, and then click on it. It's called winning the click. And that's how the whole system works. And then if YouTube is seeing that that people are doing that, then it helps. All right. Enough of the enough of the YouTube lessons. <laughs> I want to see where everybody was from. Let's see, I'm scrolling back down. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where is it? Uh UK, New York. Um, The European Union, Chicago, Boston, a central flyover state. I always love it when you say that (laughs) pair. Oklahoma, Colorado, the Western Hemisphere. I like that too. Montana, Calgary, Alberta. Or did I say that right? Calgary, Alberta. I didn't realize that was two things. I always thought it was Alberta. Okay, interesting. I'm learning something. Vancouver. Alberta, Canada, Denver, Colorado, California, California, another early one. Hey, thank you for the. Oh, a couple people in California, a couple early risers on the West Coast. I always feel that I, I'm missing everybody on the West Coast because the time is just not great. Man, all people from all over. We must have a decent group of people in here. There's like tons of comments. This is good. Thank you guys. I always appreciate it. I always like to to know where everyone's from. Man, no, no Australia today, and no. Uh, or do we have? No, I didn't see Australia. I'm sure. I'll, I'm sure we'll see it later. All right. <laughs> okay. So what I'm going to do? Oh wait a minute. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, no. Mo Nox, easy for me to say that says, do you recommend stay away orders or will that poke the narcissistic bear? A sofa fell on my son's eye uh, when with him, and this is one of many near death incidents on his watch. I'm tired of it. Well, let's see. I mean, if you're talking about changing custody because of that, yeah, I mean, you you know if that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do, but to use a stay away order because your son had an accident when with him I don't that would it seems maybe there's more that you're trying to say uh no mo but uh you got to use the appropriate tool for the job and the problem a lot of times with the injuries Up to a point is initially, I don't think that it necessarily, you'd have to, let me back up. You'd have to have a pattern of behavior and say, look, here's a ton of incidents. This is a reoccurring problem. You can't just say that the child is accident prone because let's just say, let's just say it's 50-50. It's like 50% of the time the child's with me and he doesn't nearly die. The other 50% of the time the child's with the other parent and this type of stuff is constantly happening. There is a pattern that doesn't make sense. Sure. If the child is coming, you know, it's like no matter what they're crashing their bike, they're falling off of furniture, they're, they're pulling TVs on their head. I mean, they're just, just that unique child that just gets into chaos. But a protective order I don't, I, you'd have to share more information. I don't see that as being, I mean, yeah, that would absolutely poke the bear. And how would you tie it to it, right? I mean, if you were to go in and say, okay, I need a protective order to protect, unless you're looking at it say, I want a protective order to say that this person cannot be around the child because they're dangerous. Again, that's a tough one because it, is it, Is it going to work when you get into court? If, and I don't know, I mean, honestly, no more on that. I would say you need to double check with a legal aid or your attorney to, to see what strategy is the best. I mean, honestly, your best strategy would be to go back into court, ask for a modification for child, child custody, and then say, look, these are the reasons why I'm concerned you know, and if it's even less, let's say your time is seventy thirty or 80, 20, like let's say the other parent's a weekend parent, and you're having this reoccurring trend that the ch- kid's nearly dying, multi, you know, in that shorter period of time, then I think you even have more of an argument to say, hey, look, something's wrong. You know, um, yes, the, the other parent is important, needs to be in the child's life. However, there's here's a pattern of behavior that's showing that maybe the other parent needs a little bit more help maybe they need to take more classes maybe they need supervised visitation for a little while just to make sure everything is okay uh going straight to a protective order i'm not sure i'm not sure what i don't know you know again i'm not an attorney so that's just my thoughts on that so take it for what it is validate with someone validate with someone more knowledgeable in that particular area to make sure you do it the best way possible. Oh, there you go. This is back on what Tiffany was saying. It says DSDX is on the hook for the first 250 of the uninsured expenses, according to our child support guidelines. (laughs) See, Tiffany, that's being smart. That's like, okay, fine. You know what? Court order says I have to have medical. I have medical. Court order also says that two hundred fifty dollars of the of the stuff, before I pay start having to pay half of it. You have to pay. Now the problem is he might pay the deductible just so that he can start getting money back from you know more money from you. But uh, that right there is the way to look at it. Good for you. That's a good one. I like that. So, okay, I do have a caller. I'm going to go to that in a second. Let me just scroll down and get get current. Get current on the thing, and uh, I'm going to go to uh, area code 503, and welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: Uh, hi. Good. How are you?
0: I'm good. You wanted to talk about uh, triggers. Okay. What's up?
1: Yeah. Um, so, I don't know how to kind
2: of
1: start this, but um, I think I'm probably one of the younger... Uh, audience members that you have i'm only 21 and i was stuck with someone for almost three years and i got a restraining order on him that went into effect back in july and so this is all pretty recent and then yesterday for whatever reason someone on facebook who i have no idea who they are sends me a message and is asking me for more information on Basically my abuse because I made a post about it However long ago when it happened And was asking people not to talk to me about him Okay And So they are asking me for more information And you know at first I was hesitant Because I don't really know like what their motive is Right And then They literally admit to be actively helping And talking to my ex And that they're just wanting My side because it's conflicting information. <clears throat> and I, it just it just threw me into the biggest panic attack because all I saw was my ex just trying to communicate to me yeah. because he's been watching like my social media stories on blocked accounts and I can't see the name and I can't prove that it's him. But who else wouldn't want them to know that they're watching me?
0: Oh, exactly.
1: It, it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. and I feel like I'm going freaking crazy because everyone else is like saying that I'm overreacting or that I'm just paranoid, and, and I I don't know I just I couldn't even go into work yesterday and like you can tell right now like it's stressing me out just to think about it.
0: What, what you uh, ha- you know okay like- let me <laughs> let me just say this right off the bat everything you're feeling is absolutely normal whether you're 21 years old or whether you're 45 years old when you've been in a toxic relationship. It, they mess with you and it doesn't matter whether it's a, a short, I mean, a couple year really. I mean, I know in the, in the grand scheme of your life, it, it's a big portion of what your, your life experience is right now, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's like a toxic person has an insidious way of creating a trauma bond with us that, that has this deep connection that makes it really hard to get, a, get away from. Most people do not understand this. Most adults don't even understand it. That's why you're going to get advice saying, hey, just let it go. You've had a bad relationship. And, they, and they're basically demeaning your experience and your feelings, which is a load of crap. Well, everything you're feeling is, is a, a valid feeling because you're feeling it. You know, I can't nobody I me or anyone else can tell you, hey, there's no reason why you should have a panic attack because an unknown person pops into your into your inbox on Facebook. Or there's no reason that you should have a panic attack whenever you're out and about and you see a car that reminds you of the person or you see clothing that looks like you think it's a person and you have a panic attack. That is absolutely what everyone feels. I'm I'm a 50 year old guy. When I was going through this, I was 46. I'm 6'2, 280 pound, big dude. I would have a panic attack when I would see a vehicle that reminded me of my you know, five foot three, you know, five, three to 100 pound ex wife. So, the, what you're feeling is, is valid. Now, what you have to do is you have to tailor your environment so that you minimize the impact of these other people. I know social media is, is, is a big thing. Honestly, if you're at this state, you should probably take a break from it. And I know that sucks because you probably do a lot of stuff on it. You keep up with friends, you post things, it's entertainment, but you have to look at the decisions that you're making or the things that you're allowing in your life. I don't want to make it seem like, you know, you're doing this to yourself because you're not, but if something is bringing you down or stressing you out, remove it from your life, at least for a little while, right? Right. Do you have a therapist? Are you seeing anybody to help you with the emotional trauma of all this?
1: Um, so I just moved out and I'm like, because I lost everything. Like I moved in with my ex like two months after I knew him and we got together. And so when everything fell apart, I had to move back home. Okay. And so I'm try- I, I just moved out and I'm just trying to get my insurance put together, but it doesn't look okay. like it would be able to cover therapy.
0: Yeah, I I would uh, I would strongly encourage you to do that. Look for a trauma therapist because they'll have. And may, I mean, you may look. And, and here's the thing: people have a tendency to think trauma is a traumatic. I mean, a tra- and I don't want to go into the details because you know YouTube will freak out on on the video. But but there's th- there's life experiences that people consider trauma. Well, trauma really is if something happens and it, it's affecting your life, it's real, right? It doesn't have to be. You know, you don't have to be a war veteran that went to Iraq and experienced that type of trauma, or you don't have to be a person who was, you know, walking home late at night and someone attacked you and that type of trauma. I mean, those are what people t- think is stereotypical trauma, but there, it's more than that. And if you find a therapist who really understands that, it can, I mean, it'll it'll really help you. Now, do you have any, I mean, are you yeah. are you clearly broken with this person? So no kids, no marriage you guys were just in a relationship and moved in together it failed and you moved out so technically or legally there's no
1: yeah
0: okay cool well that's that really so um
1: and like like i said i i have a restraining order on him but like i i literally can see him still what like watching my stuff i have people that i made an entire new facebook like i made like basically brand new things hoping that he wouldn't find it and then he finds it and then has people spying on me and I have no idea who they could even be even because I feel like I vetted through everyone the best that I could
0: well also
1: makes me suspicious of everybody yeah
0: no and I know and and it adds and that adds to the trauma and that adds to the paranoia and then it starts I mean it's just a snowball effect now on Facebook, I mean if you really want to keep it, there are ways to lock it down to where, you know, people can't see anything. They can't even see you period unless they're direct friends with you. Now obviously that, I mean, so if you if you did that, then the only people that would have access to your to that social media would be people that you specifically grant access. I mean, I personally I would recommend that you just you take a break from it because Right. It's just from the, 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 and and the thing is it doesn't mean take a break from it for the rest of your life. You know, you just deactivate the counts for, you know, a few months, get yourself state, you know, get yourself in a better mindset and then potentially turn it back on.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So, but, but, uh, and it's funny you mentioned you were talking about one of the early callers. I've, I've had a, a few 21 years old lady, 21 year olds lately calling in, So, uh, and and I mean the, the benefit and I'll say, this is what I said to the other person, I'll say it to you too, is figuring this type of stuff out at your age without having kids and all the other complexities that really make it complicated. could potentially really help the rest of your life because you're going to build better boundaries. I mean, like, like for instance, I mean, moving in with somebody at two, you know, with that quickly, I mean, and, and just to be clear. I met my wife when I was 19 years old. We were married within six months and that included me going off into the air force. So we only like dated for a couple of months. I was away from her and we were married. I mean, these in retrospect, one of the silliest, stupidest things I could have ever done. But at, but at 19 years old, it made sense. Right.
2: So,
1: well, I was also homeless at the time. Like my parents did not care about me like they do oh, yeah. now. Like I don't have the support system that I do have now. So I was, The more that I think about it and the more I'm able to, like, see myself as someone that didn't, like, ask for this and didn't deserve this and everything, I'm able to see that he literally preyed upon me in a lot of ways that I didn't even recognize.
0: Absolutely.
1: Like, he knew that no one was going to care about me if I just disappeared. He knew that no one was going to care if he started, you know... Emotionally and physically abusing me because I would have no one to tell, and if I did, he was making me block them and he was threatening them and telling them to like stay away from me.
0: Yeah, it and was horrible. Yeah, yeah, and whenever you have nothing else, it's it's hard to get out, right? Because you're like, well, uh, and a lot of people get into that into. I mean, I mean, hell, and a lot, and not to that extent, but in some ways, it was uh, my fear to to not want to set a boundary. And it's, it's a trap that toxic people, they, they prey upon it when they find somebody and then they test them and they see what they can get away with. They just keep pushing more and more and it gets worse and worse and worse. So, well, I hope, hopefully that was helpful, but you're not, you're not insane. You're, you know, people are not going to understand you, uh, you know, understand your experience. What you're feeling is very common and normal, uh, with majority of this audience. And, uh, um, you know, just slowly get the help you need to really break this, break this tie this psych, uh, this, this connection with this person.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Like I just, the validation from someone older, I guess helps because everyone else around me is just calling me crazy.
0: You know? Yeah, I know. And it's tough, right? I mean, cause when you're questioning yourself already and then people that you, you trust, or, well, I don't even say that. I mean, just people around you that you're trying to get a sanity check and they're giving you that type of feedback, it doesn't help. It, it, it makes it worse. Yeah, like, so, yeah, I know you're right.
1: They're, they're totally defending the person who's literally going out of their way to not only help the person that wanted me dead, but to basically update me and tell me that, oh, he's getting help with me, even though my ex used that as leverage all the time. He's like, yeah, I'll get help, yeah, I'll get help, and never did I see that.
0: Yeah, it's a trying.
1: It, th- so many times,
0: it's a it's a it's a standard triangulation move to bring another person in to to use them as a proxy to continually abuse someone else, and that's common too, right? I mean, it, it, what I mean is what you just said for someone for a situation to be a certain way, you break free, and then there's constantly these. It's basically called a Hoover where they're they're kind of hoovering around trying to, to keep you thinking about them, even if they're not doing it directly. I mean, with the restraining order, he legally can't. So, exactly. Ha- yeah. Exactly. And then what he's using is is this other person is, you know, it's like, well, I, I'm not doing it on behest. I'm just, you know, this person is a human being that needs help, and I'm trying to get, you know, the better information so I can help. So now just stay Here's the deal. That's,
1: that's, that's exactly it.
0: Cut those people out of your life. And be very, care, be very cautious who you allow in right now. You need, you need to spend time focusing on building, you know, emotionally healing from your experience. Uh, I, again, when you get your insurance going, find a therapist. If you make decent enough money and, and you don't have to do insurance, or and the reason I say that is because uh, a company called BetterHelp.com does online therapy. Uh, it's a little pricey, but you get to have video conference, uh, like weekly calls with the therapist, and uh, text, um, basically offline communication, well uh, as well. So it's 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 probably yeah. more expensive than than a therapist under insurance. But if you can cover it, it's like one hundred and fifty. Depending, a lot of times they'll do. Uh, you can ask for financial aid, and it can like get down, you know, below the normal price. I think the normal price is like two hundred and maybe $205 a a month. But I mean, there's just, there's a bunch of different options. I would encourage you to do it. I mean, use this time in your life to really learn from this experience. And, and I'm telling you, you figure this out, you, your life is going to go a completely different direction in a positive way. The lesson that you're learning right now is painful, but it's life changing in, in the way that it can improve your life in ways you couldn't even imagine.
1: Well, it'll probably save my life because yeah. you know the, I don't know love without abuse and I recognize that. And so I ha- like I have to get over that and yeah. if I don't, I'm just gonna keep inviting the same person over and over and over just in different bodies.
0: Yeah, let me just the last thing I just want to leave you with before we before we finish this up is don't get into another relationship right now. If you're already recognizing that you oh, have no. just just take a break and it's hard and you're going to have your friends who are going to say, "Hey, you know, you just need to go out and have some fun. You just need to go find a cute guy. You need to, don't listen to them. Listen to yourself. Yeah. Get yourself healed, get yourself in a good space because that's when you're in a space to where you can recognize toxic people. And and even if they sneak in, you'll recognize the behavior and say, "Wow, you know, this guy who I met, you know, a couple of weeks ago was was one guy, and this I'm starting to see see traits that are bad, and you don't go back to the well. I'm used to abuse, emotional, physical, whatever the thing is. That's my comfort zone, so I don't like it, but it's okay. You no, know, you need to be like, no, I recognize that right. that isn't happening. I'm done. We're done, you know, and uh, yeah, and that's the key. All right, hey, thank you so much that's for calling and sharing your story. Yeah, I think yeah, you're no, on your thank way. Thank
1: you so much for, <laughs> for letting me. Absolutely. Um, and thank you so much for everything that you do. Like I'm sure you hear it all the time, but it really does help other people.
0: Well, thanks. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. Well, have a good rest of your day. Yeah, you too. So, So how do we get to the trend where we're catching younger people, which is phenomenal. This is exactly what I've been hoping for is uh, is to catch people early on this. I mean, I, obviously, the last couple of days we've had people who have gone through, ta- I mean bad experiences. so they're still, you know, we're not getting to people before that. However, this is great. I mean, I know that's I mean I, you, we, we all can feel the, the pain and the fear and the just anguish in her voice. And I, I would say probably most of us on the, on the show right now are watching or listening on the replay can empathize with it because we've been there to some extent so and and it's man it, I wish there needs to be better education on this type of stuff in school to to drop people in this world without the skill set to 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 be able to protect themselves is just you know it's almost you almost call it an injustice all right. Let me look at uh, I just realized that my YouTube chat window isn't working. My but my other one is. That's weird. So how odd is that? So I can reset the, the timers. just says I would I would recommend not dating during divorce custody. Nobody wants to get involved in that situation and it just makes more life or just makes life more complicated. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I know that's a little pivot off topic, but, but I do want to dovetail with that. Keep your situation as stable and simple as possible, when you're, especially when you're in the middle of a divorce. You know, I mean, legally, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, once you're separated, you can do whatever you want. However, <laughs> however... You don't want to just add in extra drama and another person that now needs to be evaluated. Uh, another person that they could turn around and say, well, you know, it, right in there saying that uh, in the court order, the kids cannot be around Julie or they can't be around Philip. And you want to grab this other comment that, that I Tumblr said, it says, Dwayne, I've almost finished up The Alchemist. Good book. Guys. I don't. I'm not a big reader, okay. I am. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not something that I generally do. The one book in my life that had a profound effect on me was *The Alchemist* by Paulo. Uh, Paulo I can't even say his name. It's it's a story about a sheep herder, a bazillion years ago, who goes on a life journey and uh, accomplishes. A lot of stuff, and I really 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 enjoyed that book. I'm going to turn the comment off uh if if you guys like to read him, you never heard about it. I would encourage you to to uh take a gander at that because I think I think you might uh, might appreciate it all right I see uh um Okay, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to juggle, juggle everything going on. So let me check the comments real quick. A girl with a journal says, I am, a tw- I am 22 with a narc parent. I think it's through the internet that a lot of people realize that the other people have been through the exact same thing and it's not their fault. I, you know, I think girl with a journal, I think you, you really are correct on that. The internet, YouTube, you know, fa- well, maybe not Facebook, t- I, TikTok, actually, to be perfectly honest, it blows my mind that, I mean, that, that TikTok just makes my head hurt anyways. However, there are a lot of good, you know, educational type of information on there. And it makes it it makes it uh, more easy or more accessible for people to find uh, information and communities to validate their experiences. And it, it's incredible. I mean, I, I you know, I mean, be, me being an older an older gentleman, that this wasn't necessarily available. I mean, when I was in high school. We had dial-up bulletin boards. There were ways to get information on the Internet, but it was like you had to have a real interest in computers and technology to get to that. It wasn't, you know, it's not like nowadays where you grab your phone and you're able to just, you know, ask your phone, literally ask your phone a question and have it give you the answer. So I do have another caller, and I see we're running out of time, so I'm going to... uh, uh, Go to this area code five. Or sorry, area code eight four five. Hello, and welcome to the show.
2: Hey, Wayne, what's going on? Matt from New York. How are you?
0: Hey, Matt, how are you doing? I haven't talked to you in a while. How are things going?
2: Uh, all right. This weekend was a really rough weekend. Um, just a lot of, uh, you know, you want to call it you know, emotional abuse, the uh, stuff right. like that. But. Um, um, but that's beside the point. Really, um, I want to talk about the, uh, I don't know, entertaining the idea of settling with these people. Long story short, um, you know, me and my wife were in negotiations. She abandoned the negotiations and filed. Um, so for the first time, I went on my, I used custodyexchange.com. It's a good website, it's a good tool for making parenting plans, schedules, journals, that kind of thing. Um, so I put her uh, her last offer in, ran the numbers, made a calendar based on that, and it comes up to about forty one, maybe almost forty two percent parenting time. And my, for me, like you know, fifty eight, fifty nine percent for her. As you know, you know, I want ideally 50-50. Right. Um. So I guess seeing that, it was like, is it? Is it maybe not worth it? I don't know. Yeah, no one can answer that question. But a lot, and again, apparently New York is tough. Not only have I heard that from everyone else, even my attorney said that New York, they're not going to award joint custody. If it goes to litigation, it's going to be one of the other. And at the same time, the courts are reluctant to take custody away from the mother, just because it's not right. But they just are because, they, literally, my attorney said. There's a stigma around mothers without custody, and they're reluctant to do it. So it kind of puts it bad enough. I don't think she's bad enough. Yes, she's abusive to me, which isn't really here or there. Um, right, yeah. Yes, she, she has weaponized our son. She's, you, you know, withheld our son from his grandparents because she was displeased with him. She has withheld me from putting him to bed at night to punish me. She's done these things. But at the end of the day, you know, she. Take, gets into the doctor, she gets his haircut. She gets his clothes. She does right, all right. the things that you have to do. We both are fine, capable. Of that I feel like there's a chance that we're both fit and loving. It might, mm-hmm. it might turn into just throwing mud at each other. Where you know, look what she does to me. Look what she does, and sh- she's going to say, "Well, look at all that I do." Right. And not to mention, you know, whatever Matt, Matt's, uh, maybe he's a irresponsible. He he can't. Who knows what she'll say? Right. Right. But I don't know. So this is the first time, you know, I said, what if I did it? Now, let me tell you, and, and this is what I mean, like, and again, you can't tell me, you know, yes or no, or but you could give me a you know, background. This is what she offered. I want it 50, 50 times. Mm-hmm. She, last time we went through this and uh, basically which what she offered is, you know, every other weekend, Wednesday overnight, um, Carving up decision making, final decision making. So, and that's another thing: the courts will not do that themselves. You can you can agree to it, and they'll sign off on it. But if they have to rule, one person's going to be final decision making on everything. Oh, really? It'll be joint legal, but there's only one. Yes, they. And the, the, apparently, even my lawyer said I was you know talking about. Well, will the judge do work on these kinds of things? No, the judge is not a mediator. They're not going to do anything. They're gonna they're gonna take the. Um, the recommendations of the uh, attorney for the child, the forensics, and they're going to make a decision. It's one or the other, and and that's why I don't think I can win that fight. Just based on the that she's not bad enough, and what they said about that are very, very reluctant to take the custody away from the mother, unless you know she's a drug addict, right. she, she's uh, neglecting, you know, um, or she hasn't been around. None of this is true.
0: Well, ev- Matt, uh, even with so
2: she is off. Offered-
0: no, I was going to say, even, even with everything you're saying, I mean, the fact that... And, and you're, you're hitting on a point that I often mention is that it's really important to understand the games for your local court or the, 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 the mindset of the local court. And I mean, that, that, you, that has to be, part, be a part of your decision matrix. And if that's the advice that you're getting and they're telling you that, then you, know, then you have to take that in, into account. And, and it, I mean, if you're asking a question about about potentially settling, if it's an agreement with all the information at you know uh, available to you, and you're right, I, I I like the how you're looking at it, saying okay, real. I mean, yes, she's a she's a toxic person. Yes, I strongly suspect that she has a personality disorder. But, and this is the same mistake. I didn't understand personality disorders at the time. But at the end of the day, when I would look at the situation, I'm like, how can I make a real argument to say that she's a horrible person and shouldn't have custody of the kids because there's nothing really to grab onto. And I mean, and I think, you know, mm-hmm. you're right, because if you go in there and you're both are just, you know, uh, slinging mud, then it's uh it's a problem. Now it is kind of interesting if she knows this and knows she could potentially win why, you know, maybe she's worried that she wouldn't win and that's why she's willing to settle. Why do you think she's willing to settle? Well,
2: willing to settle because even if she wins even if she wins she's gonna have to spend money too she's gonna to have to spend 10 20 30 thousand dollars right we're gonna to have to hire the our guardians of the shot the guardian planner we're gonna to have to hire the forensics right we're gonna have our son is gonna to have to be interviewed and all that stuff that right. no one wants to have done she's gonna have and and maybe in the background there's a chance he could lose but it's probably it's mostly money Mostly, you know, it, you know, we're not rich, we're not poor, but are no one's got sitting on a chunk of money. No one's got some benefactor feeding them cash. Right. So I mean, this is a lot of money. And I mean, actually, uh, she, what she told me, I don't know if it's true. You know, I borrowed money, you know, and got a. I borrowed money from a, from a family relative for the uh, for my at least initial retainer. She told me she put hers on a credit card. Listen, she doesn't have money. Right. So she doesn't okay. want to spend the money either, but I don't, I don't think she'll go, down. She, she's not, I don't think she's the kind of woman, I don't think she's going to give me the 50-50 just because of the money. She uh, might go down with that shit. Um, so let me, like, okay,
0: so back to the settlement. The, so the she's office. offering you, what did you say, like yeah.
2: 42%? It comes out, I never looked at it before. I always said, wrote it off and a lot of it is, well, let me tell you, so it's, uh, you know, every other weekend, Wednesday night, it is rotating holidays. Um it is sorry. In summers fifty fifty. She wants in that stability during the school year. So summers would be week on, week off. Oh. During the school year would be every other weekend with the Wednesday overnight. I think it's a Wednesday overnight. If it's not if I don't get Wednesday overnight that's it, I'm not gonna go five days without overnight my son more. I'm not gonna go whatever. Right. Get Wednesday overnight I need that. Right. And also, which is totally uh, the last thing she offered, which I, I Dismissed out of hand because I thought it was just a dirty trick, and it still might be. That well, he can go to full fifty-fifty after the fifth grade. I think, like, well, how do I write that into it? How's the judge going to, you know, what's that? That's not worth it. <laughs> a judge, oh yes, in five now, years. If you put is it, you, be, you, know?
0: you can put that in. If you put it in the court order and say, you know, the custody is this, and then on this date it automatically changes to this. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Hmm. Now, what is your attir- let me ask you this. What a, does your attorney uh, yeah. say about that part? What did he say about that part?
2: Did he, he didn't say anything. I told him because it was over the phone with me. It was not between the official negotiations. Right, he right. told it to me. Right. Um, and I told him about it. But even when I told him about it, I said, I suspect this is just a ploy. This is not enforceable, I don't think. So I don't want to do it. And he didn't comment. I she
0: would double check that on that, that is, because correct. I think it is. I yeah. think it would be enforceable, right? Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have happens. a crap show. Yeah. That if she, you know, when it turns around she at that time, she might say, uh, you know, just make sure that there's not a, you know, if she agrees, we can do this, right? I mean, you don't want language in, in the agreement that says that there's any ambiguity in it. You would want it to right. say, okay. And, and there, And I could see that's not a... That's not a bad argument. I mean, I know that you're the the primary had been the primary caregiver, but the illusion on this is, you know, younger kids, they need to be more stable. It needs to be at one house, not all the moving around. You know, they need to be with mom because that's what everyone seems to think. But if she's willing to write it right. in there, I don't think that's a bad thing. I I, I you might want to and relook uh, at that.
2: Uh-huh. And there's that and there's also if I take that plan, she also weighs child support. Again, that's just on paper. She can come back a year later and say, "I want the money now." But it's something that
0: is. Well, double check because there. The, uh, you're right. I think there's not a way. Just double check. There's sometimes there's a way depending on your your area. Like I know in California, there's ways to write an agreement that you can't come back. Right. So um, I don't know. I mean, so maybe in maybe in New York. They don't have that. And it's like, you know, child support's always open and the person can come back I at think any, it has any time. To be, because let's,
2: yeah. if she lost her job and was homeless, they wouldn't let her be homeless. They would get the money from me. Right. <laughs> they wouldn't say, oh, you sign this deal, I'll mess off the hook for the money. But,
0: but see, I mean, but, but honestly, but I honestly, dude, like I mean, she's in trouble. Yeah. But I mean, realistically, you know, if you're getting 40 closer to, you know, close to 50% and she's willing to go 50 50 in there, it, it, I would consider it. I wouldn't just disc, disc discard right. or discount that at hand, and I know you've been going through a very. You know, I mean, your whole situation is very stressful. Uh, to be to be honest, I'm actually surprised she's throwing this out there because the way she's been acting for the you know for the couple years. I mean, for the time that you've been calling in and sharing, um, that's um, that's kind of surprising. So she might feel that she's on well, a. Well,
2: this was in the spring. This was in April. Was right. the last. That's, that was aware of negotiations. I said no. Um, and then in July, she just abandoned negotiations and filed. She filed for full everything. That's just what you do here. You just yeah, ask yeah. for everything. I did the same in the filings. I asked for everything. And now we're going through you know the meetings. We have a judge assigned. We're, we're almost with having the uh, the attorney for the child assigned. Okay. So stuff's stuff starting to really heat up and really happen. I okay. mean— if I was to entertain this, God willing, she's not, and just anyone's going to be spiteful enough as her to smell blood in the water and say, no, no, not, no, no, we're not doing that. No, and it's, it could I, be. I don't know how right. that psychology works.
0: Yeah. Um, so that well, and sometimes they th- I really wanted to yeah. do this. And... Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're starting to run out of time. Did you no. want to, do you want right, to we, well. is, is anything you else you wanted to hit before we wrap it up? Cause we are running out. We're, we're down to the last couple of minutes.
2: No, I just wanted to uh, uh, hear other people, especially men. And when they hear something like that deal, guys, would you say, would people say, man, maybe you should really clear taking that because I got this or say, no, no, you're so, you know, uh, you know,
0: I would say you know, my, no, my, go for my, my final thought on that is, I mean, it, it's easy, dude, it's easy to say, oh no, you need to go for 50, 50 or you need to go for, you know, you need to, you know, you need to basically go for everything, you know, it's win or lose. But the reality is there's so many nuances to it. There's the financial aspect, the emotional aspect. You know, I mean, so the thing is, is that if at the end of the day, if it's a deal that you're like, you know what, I could deal with that. And I I completely understand all the aspects of it. And, and you know, at this moment in time, it's the best decision that I can make. I mean, again, it's a double bind, right? We we are always presented with these these uh, n- unwinnable scenarios and you just have to pick the best of uh of the situations that are out there and actually it sounds honestly from what you're saying that doesn't sound that bad it's not great but it's not horrible either right
2: isn't that sad that it doesn't sound that bad Forty, forty-one yeah. percent to a good father that's not bad it's like how is that you know what i mean
0: yeah i know exactly what you are saying it's
2: just that yeah. and, and, I, and i can't think I, I, you can feel that way but i can't make that rule my decision making and say I, I can't you know, let her get this win that's yeah. just being stubborn and self-destructive and that's yeah, yeah. I can't I gotta be smart about it
0: exactly so I
2: just want to hear I'll read what the live chat uh, has to say if they any commentary on that but you
0: know alright thanks feels for
2: like, feels like giving in but maybe it's not
0: yeah thanks for calling man
2: alright man thanks Wayne talk to you later
0: yeah we're down down to the last the last minute <clears throat> you know it's tough Uh, you know, it's funny. It's also funny that, you know, my ex never played that game. It was the, the, the settlement on her mind was, uh, I'm the primary person I have, you know, soul, I get to leave the state and, uh, you know, you'll have a couple of weeks in the summer. I mean, it was, or it was like 80, 20. It was like, well, you can be a weekend dad. That's it. And I I mean, I guess maybe I'm lucky because she didn't play the game to where it would, to throw something out to that because I probably would have taken it to be honest. So on that man, this hour flew by. Remember, uh, take a deep breath. Don't, uh, don't let this stuff completely wear you down. Last thing I want to say is thank you to the channel members who make help make this happen. Your support uh, financially, and by clicking on the on the appropriate buttons, is very helpful. All right, guys, I'll see you on the show tomorrow.